It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Climate Hustle, great film. Climate Hustle 2, now available for you. Let's play the intro because the man, the one, the only Kevin Sorbo, is next. Nearly every day, we hear dire predictions about climate change from the media establishment, Hollywood, and politicians. They tell us that the world is coming to an end because normal human activity is raising the temperature to dangerous levels. To avoid a hellish apocalypse, they warn us we must immediately change our lifestyles and our very way of life. But are these sensational claims based on solid empirical science? Do the facts line up with the hype? Well, an increasing number of scientists are becoming skeptical. We covered what many of these scientists had to say in our first groundbreaking film, Climate Hustle. From overhyped claims about severe weather events, temperatures, rising sea levels, and even disappearing polar bears, Climate Hustle peeled back the hype and looked at the facts, facts that simply don't add up to any reason for alarm. So this begs the questions. Why would those claiming a global warming catastrophe spread a false narrative? What would motivate them? Why would they try to hustle you? Are they trying to control the climate or you? Well, those are the questions we're going to explore in this film. And the answers may shock you. Order your DVD, Blu-ray, or digital copy today of Climate Hustle 2. If you go to NASA's K through four curriculum, on climate change. There's a sentence there that matters. Weather can change in a few hours. Climate takes hundreds or even millions of years to change. But in the last three or four decades, we've been told otherwise, and it's been marketed by, well, peer-reviewed studies. How about the reality? Kevin Sorbo, producer, director, actor, pretty good pool player, but that's an inside joke, (laughs) joins me now. Hey, Kevin, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Would you like that Game of Thrones music we have over that introduction there? Because it's, uh, you know, because everything is dire and an emergency right now. The world is coming to an end, as you know it. Oh, yeah. I, and that's what they've been pushing, you know, Greta and all of this. But, you know, the point of science, the word you use in there, you know, the science of this, they're not even following the scientific method. It's political science. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. They love they love just using the word science. You know, well, just look at the science. I go, okay, tell me, look at the science. Because there's just as many scientists, if not more, out there that say the opposite. You know, I call it weather. You know, it's, it's, it's like there's just not enough proof. And they keep saying the polar ice caps are melting. Then you got other guys saying, uh, no, that's not true. Antarctica has actually gained quite a bit. And the polar bear population is doing very, very well right now. But it's, you know, it's all about fear. They love using fear as a weapon. And uh, they, they're using it now, and uh, they're going to keep using it and keep fighting it. And we waste, you know, trillions of dollars uh, that, that, you know, we think that uh, we got to do this and do that to save the world. It's created a lot of jobs, which is fine. I'm all for electric cars and fine stuff like that. But America is doing a great job in terms of the green, uh, you know, greening of our planet. Uh, and there's a lot of false, uh, you know, words out there about the forest. The forest, are, there's more trees now in North America than there were 100 years ago. But they don't want to hear that. Truth is something that they just don't want to deal with nowadays. And it's amazing to me. And people are getting banned from Twitter and banned from Facebook by posting facts. And they hate facts. 
Yeah. Look, since the 70s alone, uh, we've, what, planted somewhere north of 33 million trees in this country. We're actually reforesting the country they claim is deforesting not only the country but the world. So what's their goal then? What, what I mean, yes, power, redistribution of wealth, all these are components. But do you see a long-term goal here? And, and you know, how do you deal with this, with this new climate monarchy, as you call it, in climate hustle too? Well, David, as you know, it's really all about control. I mean, they want to control everything. Look what they're doing with, with COVID. I mean, there's so many doctors around the world that say, yes, this thing is highly contagious. Some people with pre-existing conditions can get sick from this and die from this. But still, all the facts that I'm reading, I'm reading quite a bit on different sites, the average comes out to about 99.7% of the people who get it will survive it. So, you know, it's to me, it's all about controlling our lives, controlling everything that's going on, uh, cradle-to-grave responsibility. Governments want to take full control of our lives, and people are letting them do it. And you see it right now. And uh, you know, politicians can say whatever they want, and they'll deny it the next day. They say, oh, I never said that. Well, you have me on tape saying this. And, you know, everything that the left wants to blame the right on is stuff that they're already guilty of. And, it's, you know, the deflection is an amazing tactic to use to keep people just sort of under control. And I think people should just watch this. I'm the guy really who just kind of brings in one clip after another, one scientist after another talking about it. It's an amazing follow-up to the original Climate Hustle movie. And Climate Hustle 2 is just, it's educational. Why can't we have the opposing viewpoint? Why does everything have to be a one-way street? And uh, to me, it's like, you know, freedom of speech is going out the window. Tolerance is going out the window. And I don't know, we got to keep fighting the good fight or we're going to lose everything that this country's ever fought for. Yeah, the indoctrination is a big part of this, Kevin. And you really, you know, if you have a monarchy, you need serfs. You you need willing subjects. And how effective have they been at building up this group of willing subjects, especially with the young? I mean, Greta, 16 years old. I'm not saying there aren't brilliant 16 years old out there. Uh, 16-year-old children, (laughs) your children are a good example of that. I'll I'll say that personally. But uh, Greta was touted as the one who knew and was going to save the planet for a moment anyway. Yes, how dare you? I mean, come on. It, it, it's, it, we're going to sit there and listen to this child and say we're destroying the world. It starts with our public education system. You know, when you and I were in school and going to university, I never had teachers tell me I have to vote one way or another. I never had teachers telling me that you better not be religious or whatever. I mean, it, that stuff is just – it's nuts what's been going on for the last 20 years in this country, and it's just accelerated on itself in the last 10 years. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. And people love their little control. They love to be able to control people. They love to be part of that uh, gang and that team. Uh, you know, look at me Look at me in Hollywood. If it wasn't for independent movies, I would never career anymore. So thank God for independent movies. And, you know, I've been staying busy, very busy with that. And not only Climate Hustle 2 is, is, is out there, but I've got a couple other documentaries and I've got three movies that are in the can ready to come out. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a battle for me to keep my career going because Hollywood just closed that door because I have a different point of view than what they have. So, yeah, um, it's just it, it's just, it's it's a snowball effect and it's just kind of pushing people around. And, uh, you know, the people of power, you look at what people in like Facebook, for instance, you know, they sit there and they they block you and they ban you and they take down your site and they, you know, they have the power to do all this stuff. And all you do is a lot of people are posting they're the same. They're asking questions. They're going, what do you think of this article about what this doctor says about this or that? You can't have a differing opinion at all. Otherwise, they're going to come after and just chop your head off. 
And for those of you who want to get it, if you haven't, and you should, I know some of you haven't, that's true, climatehustle2, the number two, dot com. You can get both movies there, by the way. You can order both. Uh, Kevin Sorbo on the line with me. You use the word independence, Kevin, and I'm thinking about what they don't want, independent thinking. You, you know, we talked about indoctrination. But, you know, we've got to counter this. And the film is great, but, you know, Somewhere in, I guess, maybe the, the self-imposed leadership or oligarchs in not only Washington, but the state houses or the pundit world, I don't know where it is all, we need some kind of pushback and an effective strategy. And I don't see that out there. No, I, I mean, I find a lot of people in the Republican Party are just rhinos and they're afraid to come forward. I mean, we, they've been in power a couple different times in the House and the Senate and even in the presidency. Um, I, I, I think, you know, it's interesting to look at people said they hated Trump, hated Trump, hated Trump. Well, you may not, not like him as a man for whatever reasons you have, but you at least have to admire what he did for the country. you got to separate those two things. And people didn't want to do that because the press and the mainstream media and uh, you know the education system, just four years of bashing, bashing, bashing. There is indoctrination. There is a brainwashing. There is a, uh, you know, what's going on with the youth right now that they think socialism, communism, Marxism is better than capitalism. Really? What do you think this country is built on? Capitalism certainly isn't perfect, but it's the best thing we've ever come up with. And it's what made America the greatest country in the world up until this point. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's individuals that built this country. It wasn't big government. And our forefathers were amazing. They were amazing to um, do the, what they did with our Constitution. And now we're just ripping it and throwing it apart. I mean, everybody that's involved in politics right now that are senators and whatever, they're all they're all politics. They're all uh, they're all lawyers now, too. And everybody wants to rewrite history. They want to rewrite the Constitution. They want to rewrite um, what made America great. And it's just sad. And it comes down to power it comes do you think they actually care about the little man out there they care about well if they did they'd actually do something about it let's use climate as the example you know in 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 africa let's raise those societies up where we can where there aren't broken countries because burning fiber fibrous product for food for heating for everything that puts pollution into the air you know, if you think about it, they would go to areas where they actually could do something. Look, I, I don't think we're going to do anything about China anytime soon because it's the Chinese Communist Party in control of the Chinese people. But let's help other areas of the world where they actually do welcome the help. Well, you mentioned China for one thing and India is the other one. Like I said, America has done an amazing job and people have been very good at, you know, recycling and going to electric cars and you know, trying to green up the world. But you look at China and India, they're the biggest polluters in the whole world right now. And they're not really doing anything to change what they're doing. So they, I don't know why they keep pointing fingers at America. America has done their, more than their fair share. I mean, we're the most giving country in the world. I mean, I, I still scratch my head and go, why are we sending billions and billions of dollars every year of our tax money to other countries, especially other countries that hate us? You know, we have so many problems in our own country. Why don't we just keep our tax dollars here and take care of America first before we go out there and worry about these other countries that don't care for us but have got an open hand to take our tax dollars for sure? They're not sending money back to us, are they? I don't think so. No, they're just taking our money, and, you know, that's a part of it. Look at the Paris Climate Accords. We're, well, when they first launched it, we're, what, 30-plus percent of the actual funding for it? Well, that's one country of 330 million people and a planet of billions. So how come we're paying 30 percent? Well, I think it's once again, it's 
Look, I've, I've been to other countries, and I say, yeah, you're Americans. You think you're the center of the world. Well, it kind of in a way we are. You know, I mean, we're, we're the one country that people want to keep flooding to, right? Nobody's taking boats from Key West down to Cuba, are they? Are Americans rushing to get down to Mexico? And it's not a bash on Mexico, but it is a bash on their political system. There's a reason why uh, so many Mexicans are flooding to the border to come into America. And so we're still we're still probably, you know, I don't think I don't think we're as great as we were at one point, but we're still a country that most people want to come to when they want to escape the uh, political oppression they have going in their country. And I like I said, I know plenty of people here from other countries saying, you know, I left my country because of what's happening in America right now. And if that's not a wake up call for people uh, to to really understand what is going on. Um, I've seen plenty of videos out there from Venezuelans that have fled Venezuela and live in America saying, hey, Americans, wake up. You don't understand what they're doing to you right now because these people have actually lived it. There's a, it's a difference when, uh, you know, you have one professor or one teacher saying this or that, whatever they're supposed to say about the negative America. But let's let's get to the reality of what's going on in all these other countries and why they want to come to America. Yeah. Plain and simple and truthful. Rise of the climate monarchy. Climate Hustle 2 with very Game of Thrones-like music. Uh, ClimateHustle2.com, the number two is the website. And this is why it makes a great pairing, Kevin. I had Sam, your wife Sam, yesterday on homeschooling, being a part of that. So maybe we can take this and put it all together. You think there's a plan here? I'm starting to sense that. Oh, there's always a plan, isn't there? <laughs> you know, we got we got to we got to have our plans just to fight against their plans. You know, because like you said, we need more people standing up and stop being afraid. Um, you know, I do a lot of speaking events. And I, when I go to when I speak in front of religious groups, I tell pastors, you work for God. You don't work for government. So many pastors are just, you know, cowed now to sit there and, and, and uh, you know, just follow follow the road that everybody else is going down because they're worried about losing congregant members. You know, and my pastor. Um, Rob McCoy, even though I love California, he's still my pastor, and he hits the road a lot with Charlie Kirk and Turning Point. He says that he says, "Well, I always try to manage my uh, congregation. I, mean, I try to get my congregation out of a manageable size." <laughs> so um, he's not afraid to get up there and, and speak the truth. And uh, I said, like I said earlier, I said we're so crazy now that I can't say two plus two is four and get, not get attacked. It's so weird. I mean, everything's upside down in the world right now. And you look at Democrats from the earlier day. I mean, I grew up in Minnesota, and Walter, uh, it, was, it was Mondale and Hubert Humphrey were my parents' favorites. Well, there's no Democrats, really, that follow what those guys' politics were. And certainly there's no Democrats that follows what JFK did. I tell people all the time, I said, you liberals, listen to JFK's inauguration speech in 1960. If you closed your eyes, you would say, oh, my God, that's a, that's a conservative speaking. So the world has changed, and it keep, we keep going further and further down the scale to the left side. And it's, it's not a pretty sight, man. It's not good. Not at all. Well, we'll keep fighting it back. And Climate Hustle, too, helps to make sure this gets out everywhere. Thank you, my friend. You have a great weekend. All right, ClimateHustle2.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Got it. The rise of the climate monarchy. Uh, you got to check this out, folks, and get one if you haven't as well. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.